welcome to a Friday edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX, and I'm joined by my vice mayor and friend, the one and only Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. So Derek, I had a I had a dream last night that I I feel like I I have to share real quick. Um okay. I had a I had a dream that the Diamondbacks <laughs> traded Dalton Varsho to the Houston Astros in a three-team trade in which Patrick Corbin was returning to the Diamondbacks from the Washington <laughs> Nationals. And there was, I know there was like a bit, there was a big name prospect of some sort uh, returning to the Diamondbacks from the Astros. But just as Robert Murray from Fansided was like unveiling the information on Twitter, that's when I woke up. Oh, so I no. No, I don't know who oh, the no. big name prospect You don't was, know how this so. fictitious situation plays out. All I know is the Diamondbacks traded Dalton Varsho for Patrick Corbin, and that's more of a nightmare than a a dream. (laughs) Yeah, that's not great. We need we need Knight Robert Murray to tell us how this plays out. But of course, this show <laughs> is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Whether you're awake or asleep, uh, that is America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, we have Zips projections to talk about for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which we have hyped up and we are excited about. I promise you, they do live up to the expectations, even if the team doesn't live up to those same expectations next year. But when we, before we go on to that, we do have good news for the NL West. Carlos Rodon is a New York Yankee and is out of our lives, Jesse. No more Carlos Rodon on the San Francisco Giants. What are your thoughts on uh, his moving to New York? Yeah, I, I, this was, I, I tweeted this out yesterday. This was the first move um as far as like big name free agents are concerned where like the numbers didn't have me gasping like when i first saw them like sure. 6 years 162 million it's a lot it's more than like if i were in the yankee shoes it's still more than maybe i would have been comfortable giving a, a guy like rodon with with all the shoulder issues he's had in the past that sure. much money i don't know if i would have been comfortable with that but but it wasn't you know 11 years, 280 million for Xander Bogarts. Like it, like it seemed like it was just on a, a different sort of playing field, which I guess makes sense because Rodon is, is not a short stop, right? I mean, the, the market for him is just naturally going to be very different than some of the other big name guys, but all things considered, I actually think the Yankees did pretty well for themselves here. And it's a big get for them. Like Carlos Rodon's a really good pitcher when yeah. healthy and, and like him and Garrett Cole and Nestor Cortez, like that's a pretty pretty solid front of the rotation for the New York Yankees now. Yeah, that's a that's a formidable one-two punch if he can stay healthy and put up the same numbers that he did with the Giants last season. Speaking of the Giants, their rotation would have been a beast if he would have re-signed with San Francisco. So it's very good to see him get out of the division. We haven't talked about it much, but the San Francisco Giants have added some key pieces when you talk about their starting rotation and to be honest they might not they not they, they might not be the biggest names in baseball but Sean Manaya and Ross Stripling are both very good pitchers and they already had some pretty good pitchers in their starting rotation as it stood so i, I feel like this the, this is a bit of a bullet dodged for the Arizona Diamondbacks as far as not having the face uh, that three man rotation of Carlos Rodon, Ross Stripling and Sean Manaya as well as who else? Logan Webb they have over there. Like who else? Um, yeah. I mean, they have some good pitchers over there. 
Yeah, so I, I think their depth chart now is Logan Webb. He, I mean, he's clearly your, your number one. He had a 2.90 ERA last year. Really, really good pitcher. Um, and then you have Alex Cobb. You have Sean Manaya, You have Ross Stripling. You have Alex Wood. Um, who I, I will feel like his peripherals are better than like his final numbers at yeah. the end of the 2022 yeah, season. Like he had a he had a 5.10 ERA, but he actually, I mean, he had nine Ks per nine, two walks per nine. Those are both really good. His home runs per nine was pretty reasonable. Uh, so I don't know how. I mean, Alex Wood was incredibly unlucky, frankly, to wind up with the ERA that he had. So I think he's a pretty good rotation option for them. And then they also have Jacob Junis as, as kind of like a, a depth piece as well. So it's still a, a decent, a decent uh, lineup of starting pitchers. Uh, it feels like the Giants definitely have a type, right? Like, like all these, like Alex Cobb, Ross Stripling, Alex yeah. Wood, like they're, yeah. they're all like kind of five inning guy, like number four starter types, but they tend to be a lot better than people maybe think they are. Um, and then Sean Manaya is a guy who's been a really, really good starter uh, not that long ago. So there's certainly some some room for him to be a lot better than how he played last year with with San Diego. Well, the Arizona Diamondbacks made a move yesterday, agreeing to a two year contract with right handed relief pitcher Scott McGuff, who I called uh, McGruff the crime dog yesterday. And Jesse asked, who was that? Uh, didn't even get the McGriff uh, connection, let alone the actual McGruff crime dog commercials, uh, of course, from the 80s and 90s that Jesse missed out on due to not being born yet. But uh, Scott <laughs> McGuff, Jesse, a uh, two-year deal worth $6.25 million. Obviously, a, a, a great deal financially if he ends up working out for the Diamondbacks and being a viable part of this bullpen, but put up some pretty good numbers last season with Japan. Yeah, it's an interesting, an interesting story. Um, some people might have been confused, like, wait, this guy pitches in Japan and his name is Scott McGuff. Like, that doesn't sound like a <laughs> Japanese name. Uh, yeah, this just isn't like, that, just like known Korean Merrill Kelly. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, yeah, exactly, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, th- this isn't uh, this isn't Shintaro Fujinami, like we were talking about uh, talking about the other day. But uh, but yeah, he's pitched the last four years um uh over in in japan and he's and he's had some really good seasons most recently in 2022 uh mcguff pitched 53 and two-thirds innings out of the bullpen 59 strikeouts only 13 walks at 2.35 era 0.97 whip 38 saves uh he acted as the closer for his team in japan he's done that for the last couple of years and talking with mike hazen about this move yesterday He talked about McGuff being an option, a guy who he expects to pitch in the back end of the Diamondbacks bullpen, which is bullish, right? For, for a guy coming over from Japan, you, you know, you never really know exactly how that transition is, is going to go. Uh, McGuff did pitch in the majors way back in 2015. Uh, He logged six and two thirds innings for the Marlins had an ERA of 9.45. Things weren't going Particularly well for him uh, here in the big leagues. He was kind of a minor league journeyman for a couple of years after that and then made the move over to Japan and uh, now is headed back to the U.S. after having uh, some pretty posting some pretty good numbers during his time overseas. I have a lot of faith, believe it or not, in Peter Wardell, which is the Arizona Diamondbacks international scouting director. I think that 
he does a great job in in taking a look at and his team. Obviously, he's not the only one involved with that. Uh, I know that I'm sure Jason Parks, uh, the director of professional scouting, is is involved as well as Josh Barfield. Um, but I think that they just they do a good job of of taking a look at these guys from leagues like the KBO and and the Nippon Baseball, you know, and and finding some some key guys that aren't going to cost what some relievers or some other players that are in yeah. major league baseball right now are going to cost. However, they're looking for an opportunity. They want to come back to the States and be a part of MLB. And to be honest, they, they want to prove themselves. It's, it's a very high level of baseball in Korea and Japan. So there's no reason why, if these guys are able to find success over there, that they can't find success here. Plus you have the infrastructure in place with the coaching staff that they feel like if this guy's doing this well there, can you imagine getting him here? And, and partnering them up with Brent Strom. I think that is yeah. still a big part of what the, of the direction the diamondbacks are going in. They're not, they're not necessarily looking at the ERA of certain guys or, or their performance or even where they perform, but maybe the advanced metrics and, you know, those numbers showing them how good they they're capable of being or how good they could potentially get to. I definitely know they're looking for guys that throw hard. Uh, how, how, how is he hitting triple digits? Because that's something that's a requirement, right? No, no triple digits. Yeah, no, no, no triple digits from Scott McGuff. Mike Hazen said that he's around ninety-three to ninety-six uh, with his with his fastball. He also has a slider and a splitter. Um, so actually, an almost identical arsenal to Shintaro Fujinami, a guy that we've we've talked about recently, a guy that uh, was reported by uh, a Japanese news outlet that the Diamondbacks were the front runners to land Shintaro Fujinami. I kind of have my doubts at this point, Derek, about whether the Diamondbacks would still do that. A lot of people have asked on Twitter, like, does this take the D-backs out of the running for, for Fujinami? And not necessarily. I think the D-backs, they, Mike Hazen said yesterday, they are still looking to add to the bullpen. I think it's probably likely we see another move. Um, but I also, their arsenals are very similar. Fujinami is also a fastball splitter slider guy. So literally identical from a from a pitch standpoint, at least on paper. Um, and then there's also the fact that like, would you really like, if you really want Fujinami and McGuff to pitch out of the back end of your bullpen, would you really be comfortable having two back end guys coming from overseas, like, and, and taking the risk of having two back end guys, you know, transitioning from, from one league to another when a lot of guys struggle to make that transition. So it's not necessarily impossible. They would still go after Fujinami, but for a variety of reasons, I would be pretty surprised if that was a move they they still were trying to make. Based on last season's lack of success, I would suggest that they don't pick up any back-end guys that share any uh, traits at all. Because last year, they picked up two back-end guys that were not only closers, but also veterans of Major League Baseball. How did mm-hmm. that work out for him, Jesse Friedman? How did that work out? <laughs> <laughs> variety is key variety is key uh yeah but i mean like thinking about um i tweeted this out from my account yesterday thinking about like where the diamondbacks stand in terms of the bullpen here's sort of where they are for lefties you've got joe Manapply, kyle nelson tyler holton those are the guys on the 40-man roster and then as far as righties go you've got kevin ginkle mark melanson miguel castro scott mcguff justin martinez Guy pitched in the fall league, talked a lot about him recently. Carlos Vargas, a flamethrower they got in that deal with the Cleveland Guardians. And then you've got some depth pieces in Taylor Widener, Edwin Usita, and Luis Frias. How do we how do we feel about that list, Derek? 
what I feel like is at least there is new blood in the bullpen. I feel like they addressed their need. When you look at the number of losses last year, the bullpen by far over any position on the field was the thing that they needed to address. I think that getting involved with other big name free agents provides a bit of a letdown. It, it, you know, like our expectation wasn't that they would go into this off season and go after a Xander Bogarts or even go after a Sean Murphy. But yet here we found ourselves in that position where the Diamondbacks were linked to certain big names, whether it was a trade or a free agency acquisition, and then they don't end up getting them. Thus, this offseason feels like a bit of a letdown. It feels like the Diamondbacks weren't active enough, that they didn't do enough to improve their team. However, the one area that they have addressed, and as you noted there, there are a lot of new names in that bullpen. And realistically, the Diamondbacks are, are looking for guys to step up and accept an opportunity that they are willing to provide. The, the door is wide open for anybody, not only to be a major part of this bullpen and help this team win games, on a regular basis, but the door is wide open for cl the closer role, right? There is nobody right now that has kind of any kind of advantage there outside of Mark Melanson. And that's not due to success. That's just based on the fact that he has been a closer in the past. And, you know, he did have that success with San Diego. So I'm sure his name will still be considered for that closer role. But right now there, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity for these young guys in this Diamondbacks bullpen to step up and, and, and be the man that Tori Lavallo can count on, or at least a couple of these guys can be that for them. Right. Uh, yeah. One thing, one thing though, that you addressed in your latest article that is for D backs and PHNX diehards only is that there is somewhat of a troubling picture for the Arizona diamondbacks based on some of the numbers that they had in 2022, despite achieving the success that they did a lot of numbers, a lot of factors are pointing to a potential regression for some of the young guys that had success on this team. And, uh, of course, we hate that. I hate this article. I hate that you did this so much. We're going to get to Zip's projections here, and it's nothing but popping bottles of champagne and throwing confetti in the air. So if you want a downer, sign up for a diehards membership and read Jesse's very reasonable, very rational piece because he does make a tremendous amount of sense. He makes a, a lot of good points. However, I think a lot of it is just based on the fact that the Diamondbacks outperformed uh, their their expectations last year and it almost seems like there there's there is no way for there is nowhere for some of these guys like Jake McCarthy to go in 2023 but down however who the hell knows man maybe maybe these are just some budding superstars that are going to be able to produce at this level uh, in their career going forward so uh read Jesse's piece but don't angrily tweet at him about it if, <laughs> if he hurt your feelings because of course he hurt mine but uh go check that out at gophnx.com and if you haven't signed up for a diehards membership yet do so not only will you get yourself uh, a wonderful piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com now and every year you renew you'll get 20 percent off at the phnxlocker.com you will go get exclusive content like jesse's newsletter as well as access to our discord which is the best place to be an arizona sports fan you also get discounts to events uh like our upcoming phnx tea party at dobson ranch uh, which is an incredible event it's our first PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks, and we are renting out the entire driving range at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. Come hang with Big Drive Energy, us, your PHNX family, and fellow diehards for a night of golf, food, drinks, 
uh, Jesse beating you in ping pong prizes and more. You're not going to win prizes beating Jesse, but maybe try yourself, uh, try your luck at something else. Uh, our <laughs> PHNX Suns crew will be hosting a watch party for the Suns versus Timberwolves. Four Peaks will be out there providing beer samples and swag. So much going on, and most importantly, if you're a diehards member, uh, you'll get. You'll get your entry for $36 per person. If you're not a diehard member, you will still be able to join us. Uh, the entry fee is $45 per person. We have some foursome ranges, uh, foursome uh, fees as well. This includes unlimited range balls and a set of rental clubs, as well as hanging out with us. You'll also get one free hour of range time and golf balls at Dobson Ranch to be used at a later date. And I can't tell you guys enough how cool their driving range is. The, the amount of games you can play, the way that they can track your ball, it's awesome. Uh, I love Top Golf. I'm not going to knock Top Golf, but Top Golf tends to be a little confined. You know, this, I like this. This is out. It's free. It's a big open range with no nets. You can hit the ball wherever you want. And I tell me, I can tell you from experience, if you hit the ball outside of the driving range, uh, your computer will tell you that they've notified an attendant to come check on you to make sure you're okay. So uh, make sure you hit the ball straight is my point. No, no shanking. But make sure to join us, of course. We will have heaters. We will have hot chocolate. Food and drink will be avail available for purchase, along with offerings from the PHNX Locker and uh, our PHNX sponsors. There will also be a free kids clinic provided for all kids 10 and under. So bring the little ones out and get their golf journey started uh, as well. If you guys are listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, we thank you so much for being here. Make sure you subscribe on that app and leave us a review, as well as go over to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, sign up for notifications, subscribe to that channel. Don't miss anything we're doing because we do this for you and you guys uh, allow us to do this. So we thank you so much for being a diehard member. And even if you're not a diehard member, just for listening, checking out the show, being here with us. Of course, if you are an Arizona Diamondbacks fan, one thing you should be very, very excited about is Dan Zaborski and Fangraph's 2023 Zips projections for the Arizona Diamondbacks, which, by the way, I want to start out by saying that the headline description underneath this article that reads 2023 Zips projections, uh, colon, Arizona Diamondbacks says, and I quote, I swear the Diamondbacks did not sponsor these projections. <laughs> right there, Jesse, my mouth started watering. I was like, let's fucking go! <laughs> yeah, I think at one point, Dan also said on his Twitter account that uh, he promises that Brandon Fott's family members didn't hijack his computer in, yeah. in the making of, of these projections because they are, they are also, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's start with Brandon Fott, right? Th this is the one that, well, hold that, on, hold on one second. I don't mean to get ahead of you. I don't mean to stop you there because you were on a roll with Brandon Fott, but I want to get out of the way that under the section for offense for, for batting statistics, it starts off by saying, once again, I like to quote this article. It says, let's get the obvious out of the way. Zips really, really likes the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Again, there's no there's no else to put it there's there's no there's no other way to put it so so let's get into brandon fought here right yeah, so you've got it. a guy you've got a guy who has yet to pitch an inning in the big leagues right brandon fought uh could be could be in the big leagues as soon as opening day of next year don't necessarily have any guarantees of that he also uh, there, there is a bit of a traffic jam in the D-back starting rotation, so I, I don't think we can necessarily say that he would be a, even a starting pitcher necessarily when he gets called up 
Right. Um, well, as we've it, seen, the Diamondbacks do like to bring guys up and put them in the bullpen to get their feet wet, but they didn't. They they resisted doing that with both Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, the D-backs have been like kind of stubborn about like like they like to keep their starters as starters as as long as they can. But anyway, the numbers here on Brandon Fott are ridiculous. They have him. And this is like over the course of, of basically a full season. There's certainly no gu- guarantee of him getting this many starts. But in 26 starts, they have Brandon Fott going 152 and a third innings, giving up 139 hits, 62 runs, 32 walks, and 153 strikeouts, which is a very, 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 very low amount of walks, very, very high amount of strikeouts. They have him, Derek, with a 3.66 ERA which is insane. It's hot. Yeah, it's 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 insane. They have him pitching the third most innings, I believe, behind Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, which is also very exciting, right? I mean, the idea there that he could actually have that kind of production and essentially be a more, uh, like, like eat up more innings than Madison Bumgarner is wild to me. You know, and again, like you said, we have no idea of knowing if he's actually going to be here at the beginning of the season. We have no right. idea of knowing if he's actually going to be uh, this good. But yeah, they have him going nine and eight in 26 games, 26 starts. Uh, I also like that they have him giving up only 18 home runs uh, as, as you yeah. know, and, and, and we know we've seen him not really give up a lot of home runs. So with that number of innings pitched in his rookie year, this is an outstanding projection. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, home runs actually were a bit of an issue for him in the minors. That was probably more because of ridiculous ballpark factors, because um, he, you know, right. he spent the right. entire year in in Amarillo and Reno last year. So maybe you don't read too much into that. But I yeah, think, and I, the, well, I think that's that's I think that's why I found it surprising. You know, again, yeah. he does he has given up a lot of home runs. So like that's uh, a stat that I I wasn't expecting to see that low with a hundred that that many innings pitch, one hundred fifty two point three innings pitch. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, like, incredible. like the, the zips are not really like the goal of the zips is not to project playing time. In fact, sure. like with, with the part of, with the part of the, uh, projections that we're, that we're looking at right now. I mean, they have like, you know, they, let's see, they have, uh, Jamison Hill, you know, throwing 111 in two thirds innings, right? Like that's not to say that Jamison Hill, um, is, is going to do that. It's just to say that like, if he did, you know, this is, this is the projection. So, so don't read this as like Brandon Fott right. is going to throw 152 well, innings. It's like, if he did, this is what this we would, would be, project yeah, his yeah, yeah. performance to be. Yeah. But, but there's, ha- there has to be, there is something to be said for them projecting him to play that many innings, right? Because when you look at Ryan Nelson and Dre Jamison, guys that have already made their major league debuts, that they have them pitching less innings as well. So, I mean, I, I feel like Fott's number of innings on these projections has to play up in some way to his his skill or something about the way that they feel like he's going to be valued this season to have this much, yeah. you know, this, this many innings. It is, it is sort of, it is sort of confusing how this works. So, so one one thing to clarify is like if you if you look at the uh, like the graphic, and and some of you might have seen this on Twitter. It's like a picture of a baseball diamond, and then you know they have the names playing each position and, and the work calculation. If you look at that, you'll actually see fought with one point four wins above replacement, whereas the projection we were just talking about over one hundred and fifty two innings actually translates to about two point eight 
wins above replacement. Mm-hmm. So Got there's it. like one there's like one part of the projections that it's like, okay, if the guy threw this many innings, you know, hypothetically, this is this is how he would perform. But the way that the depth chart is actually created yeah. here, uh, which granted makes all sorts of assumptions that probably aren't going to pan out in the long run. Right. Um, right. Fought is actually projected for around half that number of innings. So I, I think the built-in projection is maybe around 75 innings or something like that for Brandon Fought. But again, nobody nobody really knows. And that's not really the goal of the projections at, at the end of the day. Um, so it, it's always it's always a little bit tricky to, to figure out um, exactly what the playing time will look like. But the point is, the the projection in terms of just raw performance level with whatever innings he gets is off the charts for a guy who has never pitched an inning in the big leagues. This is I've been looking at projections from Zips from a lot for a long time. This is not something you see. You don't see guys you know who have never pitched an inning in the big leagues and weren't really like big name prospects coming up. Um, you know, be projected for a three six six ERA and really good strikeout numbers, really low walk numbers. It, it really is. It, it's a very very rare thing to see. Not only is it rare, but when you look at the, you know, other zips projections, like kind of like what you were saying, there's a lot of names on here that might not even make the major league roster. So they do projections on everybody, but there's a good chance that some of these guys will ne- will not be on the on the roster next year, despite them yeah. having these projections. I mean, like, like Jordan Luplo is like on is like on here, right? But yeah, like, well, Caleb no Smith, Zach or, Davies, yeah, right, yeah, right. So I don't really know the thinking behind that, but I think Dan is just like we don't know what's gonna happen with these guys. Let's just keep them on here. Yeah, and well, let it if play they're not, I, I imagine if they're not actually picked up by another team, they've just been DFA'd. That there's a chance still uh, that they could find their way yeah. back to the Diamondbacks. Right, so theoretically, theoretically. theoretically. Um, but yeah, Brandon Fott's, uh strikeout percentage, 24.6%. Uh, it's really good, and, yeah. And like you said, a projected war of 2.8, which uh, honestly is kind of unbelievable, especially when you consider that looking at the projections for every other pitcher uh, on the roster, only Zach Gallen appears to have <laughs> a higher war than, uh, than Brandon Fott. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Merrill Kelly is, uh, where's Merrill Kelly? Merrill Kelly is projected for 160 innings, maybe a little bit low. Um, but they have him with 1.9 wins above replacement in 160 innings. So Brandon fought according to zips projections is the Diamondbacks second best starting pitcher <laughs> ahead of Merrill Kelly ahead of Trey Jameson. Oh my Ryan God. Ryan Nelson. Oh my God. Brandon Fott's your number two starter. It's wild. Um, I also like the fact that he, that, that they have pitch comparisons on these zips projections, uh, existing players that you can kind of co- compare their style to their, yeah, you know, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, two names that Zach gallon are attached to here is Jim Palmer and John Smoltz, which that's fantastic. But, uh, I like that Brandon fought is compared to Jeff Weaver, Brett Saberhagen and Dan Heron. <laughs> of all go. people. <laughs> I mean, kind of makes sense, that's right? That's the key to his success. Yeah, it does make sense, actually. Absolutely. I mean, there I I don't remember exactly what Dan Heron threw. I don't think their arsenals are are particularly I don't remember Darian Heron really throwing a slider much, which yeah. is like Brandon Fott's best secondary pitch. But similar, I mean, similar like performance level, at least on paper, like a good number of strikeouts. Does, does neither neither of those guys walk many uh walk many hitters and uh yeah i mean it 
it sort of sort of fits on paper. Now, of course, before we move on, we got to let you guys know that if you want to furnish your home or get your loved one uh, a, a shocking gift, buy the gift of furniture for them. Why not? More furniture is your place to get that. And of course, right now, you if you procrastinated like Jesse, you will save some money because they are having their holiday clearance sale, which you can get over at morefurniture.com. You can save up to 50% off. And Jesse, I need I need to get down on this. I need I need some new end tables. Uh, so I got to make sure before uh, the holidays come come and go. And I also believe that morefurniture.com has the ability for you to pick up at one of their local stores if you purchase online. So make sure to keep an eye out for that uh, and check out more furniture. Get yourself some new furniture this holiday season. Also, shout out to our friends at Four Peaks for sponsoring our wonderful uh, tea party event. And of course, you got to make sure to make your way out to uh, the not only to the PHNX Tea Party at Dobson Ranch Golf Course, but make your way out to the Four Peaks Eighth uh, Street Pub, the best place to 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 try beer, to drink beer, and to eat chicken tenders. Of course, the Four Peaks uh, the Four Peaks inaugural PHNX Tea Party. You can find the link in the description to reserve your spot right now. And of course, for diehards, check the Discord for your special link where you'll save twenty percent on this awesome event. And for all of you that won't make it out, make sure to grab some Four Peaks either at the A Street Pub or wherever you get your beer at your local grocery store. Uh, make sure to be 21 and over only to enjoy their beer and enjoy responsibly. And of course, take the family out to enjoy those chicken tenders at the there Four Peaks go. A Street Pub. Uh, shout out to, to Jesse for still uh, earning the nickname Tendies from Anthony Totry, even though I, I've never seen this man eat chicken tenders anywhere except Four Peaks. So I don't know. I don't know if that nickname's accurate, Jesse, but I still like it a lot. Uh, but another thing I like a lot, of course, is the zip projections for the D-backs offense uh, for 2023. And of course, uh, Dan Zimborski will be the first person to tell you uh, to not come at him over these numbers. But uh, he'll, he says incorrect projections are either caused by flaws in the physical reality of the universe <laughs> or by skillful sabotage of a friend and former editor. So, you know, if you want to get mad at him, uh, at him on Twitter, uh, you can do so, but he's just going to reply with wonderful AI art. That's all he's going to do. But uh, <laughs> Brandon Fott isn't the only young player that's kind of taking the team by storm. Corbin yeah. Carroll, Jesse, is projected to have himself quite the 2023 season, according to Zip's projections. I think a lot of people looking at these numbers might initially be underwhelmed. That That's kind of the funny thing. So, so Zips has Corbin Carroll. This is his triple slash line. 253 batting average, 341 on base, 428 slugging percentage, right? right? Like, like he hit, I mean, his slash line last year was 250, 330, 500, right? So maybe you're looking at these numbers and you're like, that's it. Like that, that's all, that's all you're, you're going to figure in for, for Corbin Carroll next year. But what's crazy is that when you factor in his level of performance on defense and what he does on the base paths, his war projection is 3.9, which is the best on the entire Diamondbacks roster. Um, actually even higher than Zach Gallon. So they project Corbin Carroll to be the best, most valuable player on the entire Diamondbacks roster in yep. 2023. And again, sort of similar to Fott, this is a guy who has 115 big league plate appearances and, and he's already projected as one of the best players on the team. And Corbin Carroll is another guy that Dan Zaborski has talked about a lot. Is like, yes, Zips absolutely loves him. 
<laughs> Let's take a look at the top five on the Diamondbacks in war, Jesse. It's Corbin Carroll, uh, Zach Gallen, then Cattell Marte, then yep. Christian Walker, and then was it uh, tied? Brandon Brandon Fott and is also Brandon, a, Fott. Brandon Fott is technically tied with Christian with Walker, Christian Walker if you yeah. if you give him the full 150 innings. Yeah, right. right. And then uh, rounding out there at the end is Dalton Varsho who is actually projected to hit more home runs next season than Christian Walker. So do we really want to trade this guy, Jesse, to the Houston Astros for, uh, for, for, for Patrick Corbin? Is that really what we're going to do? <laughs> yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, uh, if, if they, if they throw in 10 million or something, maybe, yeah, maybe we think about it. We but. need, we need nighttime Robert Murray to finish this trade. We need to know how it <laughs> plays out, but yeah, Corbin Carroll projected to play, uh, uh, the entire season projected to have 83 RBI, 129 hits, 16 home runs. Like these all sound very reasonable too. I think that's the funny thing about it is I don't feel yeah. like his, his numbers are, are, you know, so like projections are so high that, that you question where the hell this is going to come from. I do like him and Jake McCarthy, both being projected to steal over 20 bases. And uh, I think that's going to, going to happen. Josh Rojas is also in the mix there with 18, but like you said, a lot of this, you know, of course, this none of this is based on uh, reality. It's just based on, you know, their performance <laughs> in the past and where they think that it's actually going to get to. So who right. knows if they actually live up to a lot of these numbers. It would be exciting if they did, though, because the Diamondbacks, even though they have nobody like raking, there's nobody uh, expected to hit over 300. They have a lot of guys hitting in that in that range between 250 and 300, which, to be honest, that that. That sounds like a very successful Diamondbacks team. It sounds like where they found success last season. Everybody was pitching in. It was a combined group effort, but you weren't really getting too many players standing out amongst the peers on their team. When they did it, they kind of did it together. It could be someone new every single night. Uh, and, and I mean, that's kind of what we're seeing here a bit from the projections. Yeah, I mean the the league as a whole last year hit 243. So if a guy's sitting 250, 260, you're actually pretty much well above average at, at this point. Um, but yeah, one one name that really sticks out to me is Cattell Marte. I know yeah. you you mentioned him briefly. Cattell Marte, according to Zips, is gonna have a bounce back season. And again, yeah. we're looking at spreadsheets here, not like actual performances, but uh Zips has Cattell hitting 283, 352, 470, um, with a 3.1 war season overall which is which is really good like if the yeah. diamondbacks got that from Cattell next year that would be a huge development for the team because i mean frankly with how Cattell looked last year it's not that he wasn't like a useful major league player his offense was was still average slightly above average he was still playable um but that extension that the diamondbacks signed with Cattell didn't look so so great after after what we saw last year if he's able to bounce back like this that would be really big. The other name that that sticks out to me is like, oh, Zips actually believes in this guy is uh, is Carson Kelly. Uh, Carson Kelly is projected to hit 241, 325, 409. Uh, not off the table, uh, not not crazy, not crazy numbers by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but if you got that from Carson Kelly after what he did last year, that would be, I mean, those are good numbers. Like for a catcher, if you have a catcher, you know, hit, hit, 241 with a 325 on base and a 409 slug that's actually really good production out of a catching out of your catching position so maybe we get some odd year magic out of Carson Kelly uh once again in 2023 
Here's one thing that really stands out to me besides Dan just blasting Madison Bumgarner. He does say, though, that Madison Bumgarner has not been bad enough for his contract to be an outright disaster. However, he has been pretty lousy here in the desert. I like what he says here about Corbin Carroll. Since Corbin Carroll didn't lose his rookie qualifications for 2023, he's going to be one of the top few players on the Zips top 100 prospect list next season. Zips rarely projects a rookie to play this well. I feel like I almost gave the exact same lecture about Julio Rodriguez last year. Yeah. That's a name that you want your rookie prospect to be compared to is Julio Rodriguez, Jesse, because that's, that's very exciting. I know there are different types of players, but Corbin Carroll being that good uh, is, is just something that all Arizona Diamondbacks should be uh, fans should be excited about. Uh, I, mean, I also, I mean, I also, I also want to say this about Cattell Marte. He has that war with having terrible defensive numbers projected. So, like, sure. that, a, a <laughs> lot of his war is based on how good offensively he's going to be. Yeah, going back to Carroll real quick. Like, he he's the favorite to win the NL Rookie of the Year award, at least in my mind. I know some people maybe per- prefer uh, Francisco Alvarez, the catcher from the Mets, who's also very, very talented and could get an extended look for them next year, but. I think Corbin Carroll is is the favorite to win the Rookie of the Year award in much the same way that Julio Rodriguez was in the American League going into this year. Um, I guess there were a few other names in that mix, but at least a lot of people had Julio Rodriguez at the top of that list. And Corbin Carroll is going to go into next year with a similar level of expectation. Like, like he's really freaking good. And and the fact that you could get a four-war season from him, which is what Zips has projected, with honestly like pretty conservative offensive numbers yeah. is is crazy. Yeah. Like if if, yeah. if Corbin Carroll actually comes out next year and has an 830 OPS like he did this past season and what was granted a very small sample size, he would be like a five or six win player. Like he would be he would be a superstar almost from the get-go. That's how good Corbin Carroll can be when you factor in the defense and the base running and everything that he gives you. Well, guess what, Jesse? My DraftKings pick of the week didn't lose, by the way. I did not curse the Suns, and I know well, that's why you're wearing that Suns hat right now that nobody can see it on is, this audio-only podcast. So <laughs> uh, it's a celebration today that we finally won some money. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Jesse, I'm I'm riding high. I'm excited. We 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 got the Suns to win. We didn't curse them this time. I'm starting to believe that it's not my fault that these teams lose when I bet on them. So I'm feeling good about myself. So let's it go. It was like a it was like a borderline G League lineup for the Clippers <laughs> last night. I mean, it, like their entire roster. Shut up! Good, but <laughs> guess what? That announcement hadn't been made when I picked that made that pick. That's yesterday. fair. It was a good bet. It was a good All bet. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, uh, you make some good bets over the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Win yourself some money. The the biggest thing I want you guys to look out for is the promos that you have to opt in for. Last night, they had a promo. I think it was a plus 100 value for Christian McCaffrey scoring an anytime touchdown, which is normally like minus a thousand because that's all that guy does is score touchdowns. So 
keep an eye out for those promos because as my friends will say, you're leaving free money on the table when you don't take up DraftKings Sportsbook on those offers. Uh, and the Arizona Diamondbacks are not leaving any free money on the table, that's for sure, because they're not really giving too much of it out. But make sure to stay tuned right here. We, we still think, as Mike Hazen said, he has some bullets left in the gun, and I doubt that Scott McGuff was really one of those bullets, but who knows what's going to happen, and uh, it's probably going to be via trade if it does. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. We will keep you updated on all of the things going on in the Arizona Diamondbacks world. I am at Cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys again for joining us. Of course, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Zips projects your team to be very good next season.